I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Wildcat Radio. Welcome back, Wildcats to Wildcat Radio, the most interesting podcast in your face, covering Arizona football news, Arizona basketball news, and Arizona recruiting news. Thanks for joining us on a beautiful, sunny Thursday evening, Wednesday evening. I don't know what day it is because we're three and one, Rob. We're freaking three and one after a depressing <laughs> loss to Utah. We're coming back. Come back, man. First place in the South. Nobody can stop us. How are you, sir? Wait, wait. We lost to Hawaii. <laughs> As we all predicted, right? Three and one, lose to Hawaii and win the next three. It doesn't matter, man. It's a, I, we're not here to talk about the past, Rob. We're here to talk about the future. Only the future. And Hawaii is good. Like they're 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 flying up beta rank. I didn't realize that. Yeah, turns out, turns out everyone was wrong about their projection of Hawaii. Beta rank, me, I mean, like me, beta rank, Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's good to know. You know, it's a misery loves company, of course. You know. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, thanks for joining us. You can follow the podcast for free on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn Radio. You can follow us on Twitter at Wildcat Radio AZ and check out our website sharpcollegefootball.com, where all of our contests are, and more importantly, where all of Rob's advanced statistics are. Full graphics, team comparisons, spreads, like you name it, anything you want from a, from a, a statistical standpoint, particularly with SP going behind the paywall. Um, Rob has done an excellent job just giving everybody free access to uh, numbers that we hope that you find uh, quite useful and interesting. And one of those numbers, Rob, is Arizona. Where's Arizona on your beta rank right now? So Arizona comes in at number 60. Um, that's an improvement after beating UCLA. So they, 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 why are you harsh in my mellow, man? <laughs> I thought it was going to be like 45 or something. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I mean, like, Hey, like 60s moving up. Um, but this is also right about where the model had them projected. So I, I feel like that there's still room for improvement. There's still that Hawaii game holding, pulling you down a little bit, <laughs> I guess you could say, particularly the defensive numbers, but the defense is back up to 69. I mean, nice. Congratulations, Marcel Yates. Yeah. Uh, on that after, after two pretty good games um, <clears throat> against UCLA and Texas tech, I mean, at the very least, you know, holding power five opponents, um, you know, uh, in check, that's, that's a major step forward. Um, the offense is uh, at 41. Yeah. I mean, like, this is, I mean, let's not talk about the special teams because they're not very good, but, um, <laughs> I mean, like Arizona and like, what's interesting is they jumped up just from the, by including the UCLA game in, they went from number 72, um, in effective pass to number 50. Let me look at it, but they jumped almost 25 spots in effective pass. Um, so yeah, like really, really different team throwing the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty exciting. I, so so Ronnie and 
and Adam have recorded a podcast, basically recapping the entire UCLA Arizona game. So I don't want to get a ton into it, but I do want to cover it from kind of an advanced statistical standpoint, some coaching decisions that were made. Um, you know, of course, Arizona wins 20 to 17. One of the things that stood out for me outside of the fact that Grant Gannell looked pretty sharp. I mean, we only scored 20 points, but no picks was was throwing the ball around, you know, a lot of bubble screens and stuff, but whatever. Like he, he hit that wheel route, man. That's all that mattered at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but looked really uh, looked composed, particularly after the first half of the first quarter. Right in the beginning, he's like missing really easy passes. You could tell he was he was a little bit uh, startled, but really was able to get into the the system. Um, outside of that, outside of the defense, I Rob just thought that Chip Kelly was coaching the way that I come back from the bars and play Madden in regards to going forward on fourth down. Like he just gave zero craps about what the actual ramifications for his coaching decisions were. And, uh, and it really ended up biting him. This was a close game and he went for it on fourth and one, a number of times, including his own 35 yard line and, and basically lost on most of those. And it really allowed Arizona to have some good field, uh, field position. I thought Arizona's coaching did a, did a pretty good job all around of, of containing that game. It was a little bit slow and uh, less exciting that we're normally used to under, you know, a Rich Rodriguez uh, era. And by the way, like icing the kicker, I I just it's those are two timeouts now, Rob, that Kevin Sumlin has called that basically have helped us win two games. So, you know, props to them. You got to give credit when credit's due. Yeah, I know. And I mean, you're right about Chip. I mean, Chip Kelly going for it on all those fourth downs. I mean, UCLA grades out at number 91 in beta rank and effective rush. Like, know your personnel, dude. Like, you can't run the football. (laughs) So maybe running it right up the gut isn't your jam. Um, And what what you saw on a lot of those short run plays was that Arizona's defensive line actually did a pretty good job eating up blocks. And Schooler and Fields and Pandy got downhill real fast. I mean, you could you saw them moving like you know sharks coming through the line. You know, you just see somebody going full speed, running by a bunch of blockers and making tackles on the backfield. Like it was, yeah. It's like Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. I don't know that I would say that he lost them the game. Like, but it was not. It was not his best performance. I mean, and especially knowing. I mean, he maybe he thought that really his defense wasn't very good, but. You're going against Arizona with a backup quarterback and they're starting running back out, you know, like that, you know, you got to have a little more faith in what you have going, but he certainly didn't. He, he thought he had needed all the points he could get. The one thing that stood out for me in regards to the coverage of the game is I saw a lot of people on Twitter and, and beat writers and people that cover the game criticizing Arizona for not running the ball more. And oh. I get it. I get it. It's freshman quarterback. You know, you don't want to make mistakes, but UCLA's defense per- particularly well let me let me take a step back ucla's rush defense is good like very good and we saw that I mean, arizona did try to run the ball and they didn't do it very successfully now further on in the game they did uh, but those first three quarters it was really difficult and ucla's pass defense rob has been atrocious this year right yeah absolutely and i i think that people mistake when they think of arizona running the ball they think that arizona last year was a, a team that was really great running the ball up the middle and they really weren't um this they were good at outside runs and they had some really good you know downfield blocking by their wide receivers um this ucla defense grades out at number eight in effective rush and number 109 in effective pass so running the ball against ucla 
and, and Mazzoni was quite right. I mean, he he did have to he did try to have some design runs that got him outside, some really interesting you know jet sweep, fly sweep type options, um, and he also had UCLA set up. I mean, he he ran enough outside on those on those options on those plays that 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 wheel route was you know a, a play action you know end around. Um, and they UCLA bought it, you know, like hook, line, and sinker, and didn't cover the wheel route, you know, which had a late release on it. Like it was, I don't know, it was, but yeah, the 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 constant carping from Arizona, right, you know, media folks about, oh, we need to establish the run, run the football, run the football. Like that's that's not going to be the case every week. Like you have to you have to take what the defense is giving you, and UCLA really gave you <laughs> gave you something throwing the ball and Gunnell was good and, and Mazzoni was not afraid to throw the ball with yeah. his back you know with his backup QB in there he had a lot of faith in Gunnell you could see Gunnell going through his progressions making the reads and even when I mean I guess what I would say that most impressed me about Gunnell was when Arizona sort of went into like try to salt away some time mode and did you know started doing the two runs and and, and getting stopped he was good on those long third downs. He didn't get intimidated. He stood in there, made the throw more often than not. And, and sometimes like kept the drive going like that third down throw from the goal line that went, you know, 20 yards to Bam Smith that, you know, like just right over the UCLA defender's head and Smith turned around and caught it. I mean, amazing catch, but really great throw too. I mean, just phenomenal uh, all around, but yeah, like, the, it was a good win for Arizona. You get you come out of, of beating even if it's at home um, and against you know sort of one of the you know bottom teams in the South. If you don't have your starting quarterback and your your starting tailback and you come out and get that win, that's great. Yeah, I I mean it's kind of hard to talk a lot about the game because like you mentioned, you know our, their two biggest stars of the team were not in this game. Um, with that said, UCLA, not a good team. <laughs> like, I just want to make sure people no. understand. Very, very bad. Like that, that game against Washington State where they came back was not a reflection of Chip Kelly's offense. That was a reflection of the Mike Leach cooging it, like, which they do over and over and over again. <laughs> like that just that, five, that minus five in turnovers and no tackling. I mean, that was the, the story of the game. That'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> uh, we, we saw that in Hawaii, didn't we? Um, no, but, yeah. but, but, but really a, a big win for Arizona. Uh, I mean, particularly with the the unit that was out there on the offensive side. So congratulations. Very excited about that. I think the biggest challenge, Rob, is going to be um, not the biggest challenge, but a good barometer for where Arizona is, is this road trip against the Colorado Buffaloes, um, because yes. the Buffs are a significantly better team at least on the coaching side from Mel Tucker they they have strengths and they have some big, big weaknesses, particularly on the defensive side. Um, but still it'll be interesting to see who the, the quarterback is, but what we do know is what uh, the buffs have. Um, and that starts with Steven Montez. But before we get into the buffs, Rob, do you know, do you know where we're recording right now? Do you have any idea? Are we in the Vivid Seat Studio? We are in the Vivid Seat Studio. <laughs> I can't believe you got that. We're recording live from the Vivid Seat Studio where you can uh, download their app, use the promo code OVERTIME, and get $100 off of your next ticket purchase. That's that's a like a legit good deal. Um, I might be doing that because I'm going to be in Tucson for the Washington-Arizona game. Very excited about that. Some news on that front. Um, but definitely check that out. And while we're, while we're slinging things around... Let's get to the Colorado preview right after this. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. 
This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, we're back in the Vivid Seat studio. (laughs) I'm here with Rob Bauer. What's going on, Rob? (laughs) I'm fantastic. I just have to say, Beta Rank went above 75% against the spread last week, which was just phenomenal. I mean, there's there's some up and down, particularly in the early season, and it's like a small sample every week-ish. So there's going to be some weeks where it really cranks out. But... I felt like I was due, and by God, I was. Hey, man, that's awesome. I <laughs> So uh, we record weekly on our Pac-12 podcast, 12-Pack Radio, where we focus a little bit more on uh, the gambling lines and certainly put a focus on the advanced statistics and really take a big conference look. So if you haven't subscribed to that, do so, uh, 12-Pack Radio. And there's changes coming to Wildcat Radio, so get excited about um, some things that are coming down the pipe uh, because they uh, I think you'll really like them. So definitely stay tuned. With that said, I went oh, I went four and one on the pack, uh, the twelve pack nice. radio podcast. You went seventy percent with Beta Rank, and I went zero and two with actual real money. <laughs> so all of the whole world was like was, my I, oyster. I stunk it up with my Pac twelve picks, actually. Like and Beta Rank <laughs> stunk it up with the Pac twelve. Like it cleaned up everywhere else, but the Pac twelve not so good. Nice. It's and, the injuries, injuries. And next week is Beta Rank week, right? Well, it is. I'm. It just depends on where special teams sort of sit, but it. I, I have the option of taking the model at 90% of in-season data or 100% of in-season data. So usually every year I just say, hey, like, let's just go with 100% of in-season data. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to do that. So Balls it, of the wall, man. Yeah, do it. I know. I know. Like, I mean, smoke if you got them. Like, <laughs> let's talk about where Colorado is in beta rank. Um, starting. Let, let's do let's start like from overall and then let's talk offense and then we'll switch over to defense so we can cover that front as well. Yeah. So Colorado right now is number forty nine uh, in beta rank and the, they're an offense first team right now. Um, they're they're number twenty four on offense. They're number 11 on drive efficiency. So when they they do find ways to get the ball uh, into the end zone, they can put together some long drives. They're only number 46 in explosive drives, which is a little surprising because you feel like with Chenault and some of their playmakers that they should be putting up a lot more big plays. But they're they're really not like their bread and butter right now is like a very highly efficient offense. They are they are not good at all at running the football. They're number 71 in effective rush. They're number 10 in effective pass. So they're a very, very good team throwing the football around. Um, And they're number 59 on special teams. But uh, and this is I want to be sure that everyone knows this so that when people talk about Arizona establishing the run this week, that we uh, you can you can also say don't do that on Twitter. So Colorado's defense grades out at number 87. They're number 99 on drive efficiency. They give up long drives. They're number 87 on explosive plays. They give up big plays. Um, they are number 29, though, against the rush. Um, so, like, don't – like, they have they, – there. there is some questions on whether they're, they're going to be effective at um, – with some injuries. But even with those injuries, they were able to contain Arizona State's run game two weeks ago pretty well. But they're number 125, number 125 against the pass. Like they're even worse than UCLA was against the pass. So coming into this game, 
um, Arizona should be lo- looking to find ways to, to throw the football because everybody, Colorado State, lit them up uh, throwing the football around. This secondary is not good, and they do struggle with a pass rush. Yeah, I, I think Mel Tucker was it's turning out to be a really solid hire. That team looks like it has uh, an identity on offense. It looks like it um, has an identity as a team. Now he's a defensive coach and their defense sucks (laughs) right now, but that that's, it's kind of difficult with the, the quality of the players that they have. There are some players that I want to definitely highlight, but let's start with the offense because Steven Montez is a really solid quarterback and has been for a number of years. So he's uh, completing 67% of his passes and in throwing a decent amount, he's averaging about nine yards a pass. He has nine touchdowns, two interceptions and his offensive line though is kind of a mess. So he's doing that with not the best pass protection in the country. Um, what do we have here in, in Montez? I mean, Montez is just a terrific. I mean, he's he's huge, right? Like, I mean, that's one of the we talked about this last year with him. Everybody sort of talks about his size, his arm strength. Um, what he's really improved on, I think, too, is his accuracy and touch. Um, but he's a guy, and he's he's deceptive. I'm not going to call Stephen Montez fast, but he, he can move a little, um, and, and sometimes he's their most effective rusher and uh, throwing the football. So you you he can burn you if you lose contain um, out of the pocket. Uh, which is kind of, you know, prob- has been problematic. He had a lot of rushing yards last year against um, against Arizona State, actually, in a game. But I think that uh, the main thing with Montez is he understands. He's, he's, he's in his fourth year. Um, he's played a lot of football, started a lot of games. He really understands, you know, where, to, where the ball needs to be um, and gets it out pretty quick, you know, when he has to. And that's one of the things when you say, like, they don't have a lot of explosive drives. Montez knows he doesn't have the time necessarily behind the line, so he gets the ball out quick to his receivers and, and keeps the chains moving. Where is Arizona's defense? Uh, I'm sorry, where is Arizona's pass defense right now in Beta Rank? So their pass defense is number 66. They grade out number 68 against the run, um, number 69 overall. Arizona is not great at drive efficiency, so number 82. Arizona does tend to give up longer drives. But what they've done um, and has really helped their their numbers is they're, they're getting better at explosive, uh, containing explosive drives. So they're number 53 there, and they're number 36 in play efficiency. So it's not that, like, Arizona is at a point now – um, and this is some improvement over years past. I will admit, it sounds like really faint praise. Um, they're they're causing more third downs. Like now, now they're third and you know four, third and five, sometimes third and somewhat manageable. But Arizona is is putting themselves in a position where they're not giving up five, six yards every play, and, and that's a plus for this defense. No, absolutely, and they're going to have their hands full. I know that the secondary has played better in the last couple of weeks. I would argue, like Dorian Thompson Robinson, like. <laughs> They're not necessarily the passing machine that you would think, yeah. but there, there's so, there were some explosive players on UCLA, but not close to what you're going to see here. We should lead by saying we're uncertain if, if LaVisca Chenault is going to be starting in this game or playing in this game. He is still listed as questionable. He is the likely first round uh, draft pick out of Colorado, really, really talented wide receiver um, who can do a lot of different things. Even last year, they were putting him now stupidly, but they were putting him in like wild cap formations and uh, doing some end arounds and stuff with him. So well, let's keep an eye out there. But I think the thing, Rob, when we're talking about Colorado that stood out for me has been in the, the emergence of the other wide receivers on there. Like last year, yeah. there was three or four guys that our friends at the free ball and podcast had highlighted as being a, um, 
as, as being a unit that could be really solid. And that included LaVisca Chenault, but it was also Tony Brown and Katie Nixon and some other players on that front. And they didn't quite step up at the level that they wanted to, um, last year, but that is different this year. Tony Brown is actually leading the team with 301 um, yards. He has four touchdowns already, a really solid wide receiver. And then a player like uh, Katie Nixon and even Dimitri Stanley, like this is, if we want to know if Arizona's secondary is good and if Marcel Yates is a good, um, is going to be a good po- caller of plays on the defensive side, this is a really strong challenge route. Yeah, I mean, I think what we saw, what we've seen in the last two games for Arizona is they sort of try to the, the the coverage is at the point it seems where it is able to make up for the lack of pass rush and give enough time where the quarterback has to go through the reads to get to you know where, the, where there can be some rush something you know and the, and the or the quarterback gets confused by you know the varieties of coverage that Yates is throwing at them but this is going to be a really tough matchup you're right i mean UCLA hasn't i mean UCLA Texas Tech has some talented wide receivers i mean UCLA Chase Code is a guy at UCLA a lot of people wanted um Chip Kelly should have played Felton a lot more than he did but you know Felton's a guy that's tough to cover this is going to be a test for this defense um, against these guys, even if Chenault doesn't play, everybody you mentioned um, is having a breakout season, and, and and they've got Montez distributing the ball to them. He's going to put the ball in good places and make good decisions. So it is going to be a tough game, and they are going to have to. When Arizona is able to bring pressure, it's been out of like Tony Fields had himself a game against UCLA. He did. Yeah, he looked great. Um, and uh, and as a speed rusher around the edge too, was great. And they're they're going to ha- Arizona's going to have to have. Pandy and Fields and Schooler um, and Harris, you know, continue to figure it out ish. It feels like we got more pressure in the UCLA game. We're going to have to, again, find ways to get even more pressure and they're going to have to continue to evolve in this game. All right, Rob, let's move to the run game here because I know Colorado's. Well, well, first of all, I'm curious, what is Colorado's rushing offense? So right now they're they're much more of a pass oriented team. So their rushing offense is number seventy one. That grades out not super well, but Arizona's at sixty eight and and uh, effective rush. So they're this this is a matchup that Colorado might feel they have a little bit of an advantage on, um, especially compared to games like they've had against Arizona State, which has a much more stout defense. Yeah, I'm, it's interesting because I know that their numbers in beta rank are lower in regards to their uh, rushing offense, but like you mentioned, they're more of a pass heavy offense. But still, like. Alex Fontenot is pretty good. He's one of their top uh, running backs. He actually almost 70 carries already for about 300 yards. Uh, And then they got this new kid, Jared Mangum, who is really I've been I've been impressed and he's impressive in spurts. Like, I think that offense does just enough on the running front to keep people uh, to keep keep uh, to keep opposing defenses on their toes. So they're not just dropping back in coverage the whole time. Does that make sense? I mean, it does. I, I think the the main key there is though that the back seem fine. It's the, the offensive line. They don't always get good push. Um, they struggled against Air Force to run the ball effectively, and, and Air Force is a very small team compared to most college football teams out there. So, it it is. It's mostly the line, and and Montez offsets it in the passing game by getting the ball out. Yeah, I mean, just a really fascinating matchup for Arizona. If we want to know what Arizona is, this is the game to keep a lookout for. Let's flip this on its head and talk about Arizona's offense, unless there's anything else about uh, Colorado's offense that you think we should highlight. 
No, I mean, if you're, I mean, I don't know if, if Arizona fans, if you've watched a lot of Colorado, um, last year, Chenault did not play against Arizona. If he does play in this game and you alluded to this earlier, I mean, they get him the ball in lots of different ways and lots of different situations. And I think that that's something to, to keep an eye on. Like he will, he will have a couple carries if he's in this game. So um, just be prepared to see a lot of Chenault if he plays. He's so fun. Like I just, I he just is, like yeah. him. <laughs> it's just really, uh, I, I love when the, like when teams that aren't great have somebody that is fairly transcendent, like a good example of this was, um, and I hate to bring it up, but like ASU with Nikhil Harry and the, the guy that also uh, was a G who's the guy that, um, that plays for the Texans. Now he's the, the big wide, wide receiver. They had two in a row. Jalen strong, Jalen strong. That's who it was. Well, yeah. way, way to go deep into that. Well, <laughs> um, he was good. Well, like, so, so like he, ASU has so many physical specimens that just cycle through that program. Oh, for sure. Rendell Wren, all this. Stuff. Um, now, Chenault isn't uh, Jalen Strong, and he isn't a Keneal, uh, Nikhil Harry. He's 6'2", but he, he's more of like a shifty, fast player. So um, that could also catch and has great hands and all that stuff. So hopefully we'll be able to see him on the field, and hopefully Arizona wins anyway. <laughs> Let's flip this over to the defense here and talk about Arizona's pass offense against Colorado's pass off pass defense because that's the best thing to talk about here of as Arizona fans. <laughs> that's true. I mean, in Arizona's uh, Arizona jumped up a bit after Gonella's performance throwing the ball around. So Arizona comes in at number fifty six in effective pass, um, and again, that's uh, that that jumped up from the seventies last week. Colorado is one twenty five uh, against the pass in beta rank. Um, everyone, I mean, with the exception of Air Force, which is a run first team, has thrown the ball effectively against Colorado. Colorado State just lit this secondary up in the first game of the season. Nebraska, uh, Adrian Martinez had a pretty good game against them as well. This is this is where Arizona, if they're going to make hay, um, they're going to need to do it because they're Colorado's rush defense is, is number twenty nine. Oh. Um, yeah, so just be, I mean, even, and that is, they were able to contain uh, Eno Benjamin pretty well uh, in that game. Uh, now, ASU does not necessarily have the world's greatest offensive line, but just keep an eye on that in this game, because I think Arizona fans, again, like there, there's the tendencies to see this team as the strength of it is, is running the ball. Um, this this does seem like another one where if Arizona is going to run the ball, they're going to need to push it outside. Um, and then they're going to need to throw to set up the run in this game. Oh, that makes me nervous, though. So let's say I think Tate's going to play in this game. I'm, I'm just going to throw I'm going to throw it out there. I think he's going to play. And I think it, it's 60 40. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but but like but Tate, I, I know he's been more accurate now. But do you trust Tate on the road uh, where the strength is being able to throw against a team <laughs> like I just that makes me really nervous about Arizona. And I actually or or a true freshman quarterback if we're going with Gunnell, um just throwing the ball around on the road his first road game whoo uh, that 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 gives me some pause but you're right that's how we're going to have to move this ball and that really is curious the, the fact that Colorado's rush defense is solid i i just really like to one thing to bring up is Mel Tucker who's their head coach he's given this team like i mentioned like an identity and really trying to focus on the defensive side of the ball he doesn't quite have the personnel yet but um i think he has the charisma and the character and like and 
is trying to get this conference to this team in a direction. And you can just see that, like the fact that they were able to go to ASU and beat ASU there. Um, the fact that they were able to come back and win against Nebraska, this team has some fight in it. And it'll be really interesting to see if Arizona actually is going to be able to break through the, the weaknesses in their defense. And, um, I don't know that I, what do you, what do you think about Arizona's offense and, and our chances here? No, I, mean, I think you're you're on point. I think that Mel Tucker is a very good defensive coach. I think that the the scheme and the personnel work against the run in the box. I don't think he has the personnel in the secondary. I mean, they had big questions coming into the season about depth there, and I do, I don't think the starters have been particularly good either. So it's uh it's it's going to be tough for the Buffaloes here. I but the the tough thing is if you're Arizona. I mean, do you? I I I think Khalil Tate. This is a game that. Even if like with Khalil Tate's sort of penchant for throwing deep, isn't the worst thing in the world because you can throw deep on this Colorado secondary. <laughs> That's true. Um, and I and I do think that Arizona's wide receivers are starting to put it together a bit. I mean, I think they're all sort of young and figuring it out um, as well. But I this is tough because part of me after that Ganell performance, like I'd almost feel more comfortable. And I say this like I, I took a ton of flag. Like I'd rather have Tate. I would. What worries me about Tate is that he won't that the 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 incompletions killing drives because I don't know that Arizona is going to be able to run the ball effectively enough. Yeah, to put up yards and get themselves into decent second down and third down spots, and that might mean that you have to complete a pass on third down, you know, or that Tate has to be able to complete. Like he had like where Arizona's rush offense is, you might need Tate to complete, you know, like 65% of his passes in this game. Now I think Colorado's pass defense is bad enough. Like whatever, like I, I think they'll be fine, but I, I want him like, I want him in the same way that Ganell did in this last game to sort of keep his head down. Don't, don't get caught looking downfield. Um, you know, like there's, there's, there was stuff available against that UCLA game that, Tate can make the throw, but he doesn't usually choose to make that throw. And that's going to be here. And they're going to need to hit it uh, pretty often because in this game, I think Arizona is going to have to pass on first and second down a lot more than um, people might think coming into the game. Yeah, one other player to keep a lookout for is, and I think it's Michael Onu, who is the transfer over from, uh, it was either SMU or... SMU. It was at yeah. SMU. Yeah, it was an All-American safety and ended up transferring to Colorado. He is listed as questionable for this game as well. And when we take a look at that secondary and we think about how bad it is... really good guy they got. Exactly, and he might be out for this game as well. So uh, something to keep a lookout for. I think we have one more thing to cover, but anything else that you want to talk about in this game? I mean, it's, I mean, the, 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 someone's playing it pretty close to the vest. I mean, JJ Taylor, like everybody's focusing in on Tate and I'm not saying don't focus in on Tate, but um, JJ Taylor may not play in this game too. I mean, I, re- I really like Arizona's running back depth. And I, if you don't, I don't know what's wrong with you, but um, I, I would say on some of this, I am a little, I am a little concerned because it's, I, I, like Steven Montez has, has kicked it up a notch this season. Um, he feels really dangerous in this game. Like this, this could be a big Steven Montez game. Yeah. And if Arizona's defensive line doesn't get pressure on him, <laughs> I think we will actually, I think we're going to sack him one or two times this, uh, this game, just because Colorado's offensive line isn't good, but uh, that that's going to be really important to keep him on his toes and make him get the ball out quickly. Like you had mentioned. Um, all right, yeah. let's, let's talk about and Arizona's got to be, you got to, Arizona's got to probably finish the game, um, you know, 
plus at least plus one on turnovers. Ugh, we can do it. I got it. We can um, do it. We can do it. <laughs> anyway, um, so Rob, thanks for coming on. And again, stay tuned. We have changes coming in a few weeks to Wildcat Radio, which we're really excited about. So um, write a review, do all that stuff. Rob, where can people find you? I'm at uh, at Midrank FB um, or at Sharp College Football. I'm actually at Wildcat Radio too for the time <laughs> being. <laughs> yeah, that's like true. If, if you're like, why is why is this person like going and rewatching tape and uh, doing all this talking about all the statistics? Like it's it's me. <laughs> that's funny. It's like where can you find, you'll find you? Yeah, our Twitter handle. That's Everywhere. where you can find me. Everywhere. <laughs> Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and uh, make sure to, to dig Ronnie and Adam's uh, preview or review of the red blue game and the review of the UCLA game. It was quite a good episode and, and their interviews with our like new guests have been gone really, really well. So I uh, really like what they're doing on that side of the podcast and we will catch you next week.